Hey ladies, so I wanted to share with you day two of the workshop that I did inside of the Pro Organizers Coach Facebook group. Today's workshop is on the consultation and exactly how you go about doing a consultation. I go over what is in my um, contract slash client agreement, whichever you prefer to call it. And then I also go over a list of questions that are helpful to keep in mind and that you can use whether you're doing a phone call, a consultation, a session, but they're just good questions so you can help get into the mind of your client of what their goals are and just emotionally what they're going through and what it is that they want to get out of working with a professional organizer, like so many great questions. So I know this is not the typical um, podcast episode that I do, but I did want to share the workshop. If you have watched it inside of the Facebook group, great. Now you can have the audio to re-listen to if there were some good nuggets you'd like to get out of there again. And if you're not inside of the Facebook group, please come join us at Pro Organizers Coach. That's the free Facebook group. And then, of course, you have until Sunday night at midnight on September the 10th to join us inside of the group coaching community where we have workshops, which on September the 12th, we have the accountant coming. I'm so excited. In October, we have an Instagram specialist. But most importantly, we have our support with our sisterhood of women that are here for each other 24-7 inside of the app because as a community. We actually have an app on your phone. It's so amazing. I love it. But the point is we have community and we have each other and that is what I am building. So if you're interested in that, make sure to reach out to me or just go straight to proorganizers.community to sign up today before the doors close on September the 10th. All right. Enjoy the episode, ladies. Hey friend, you are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Brown. I'm a professional home organizer, decluttering specialist, and business coach. I created POC to empower you to reach new heights in your business. Through insightful interviews, expert guidance, and actionable strategies, we will equip you with the tools that you need to excel. This podcast is not just about tidying up spaces. It's about building a supportive sisterhood of passionate professional organizers. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, this podcast is for you. So let's do this. I'm so excited for all of the new people we have, especially if you're listening to the podcast. I'm so grateful to you. And then, of course, inside of our membership, which is the POC Group Coaching Community, we've gotten three new um members so far this week and you have until Sunday to join us before the doors close for the rest of 2023. So if you're thinking about joining us in there, come over, join us. If after a month you're like, oh, this isn't for me, you can always quit, but you're not going to want to. I promise you because there's so much value. The women in there are amazing and it is everything that I wanted whenever I was first starting. I wanted community. I wanted to be able to ask questions. I wanted to be able to talk about 
you know, how did a consultation go? Or, oh my goodness, I got a phone call and here's what happened. What do you all think? Or, you know, there's just so many things that in our business, when we are doing it alone, some, at least in my experience, sometimes I sit there and think, am I crazy? Like, did that go correctly? Did it not? I'm not really sure. And so it's just nice to be able to be like, hey, girls, here's what happened. Has anyone had this experience? Or do you think I should have done something differently? Or, or am I doing it correctly? And then on top of that, like, just to get to know each other and have community, like we are running businesses but at the same time, why not have community while we're running our businesses? Um, so yes, so come join us inside of that. It's at proorganizers.community if you would like to join us before Sunday. All right, so today let's talk and learn all about good old consultations. So we know yesterday we talked about the phone call leading up to the consultation. So let's say that someone has called us, we talked to them, we set up, we've decided in our statement of this is what it looks like to work with me, we've decided that we want to do a free consultation or we want to charge for the consultation, but if they book a session, then the cost goes towards the first session. It's your business, however you want to do it. And on that note, anything that I'm teaching you today, please take whatever works for you and implement it in your business. If if you don't, if it's not something you're like, eh, I don't really think I want to do that, then just don't do it. Because just because someone else does something a certain way and it works for them does not necessarily mean it's going to work for you. But the great thing about business is we can always pivot. And so I just wanted to remind you of that, that please, anything I say that you want to implement in your business, please do so because that's what I am here for is to help inspire you and to hopefully kind of guide you and bring you along and show you how to do this in the way that I have learned that works for me, but still make it your own 100%. All right, so make sure to get you a notebook and a pen and we are going to get started. So today, what we're, I have three main things that I want us to go over. Okay. And the first one is, of course, the consultations. We're going to talk about, I have 10 steps of what should happen at a consultation. The other thing is, I want to show you my client agreement or contract. You can call it whatever you want. Um, we have realized that a lot of people, there's almost this bad connotation to the word contract. You know, like if if you go to sign up for a phone and you have to do a two-year contract, sometimes clients have a bad like taste in their mouth over the word contract. So sometimes it's better to just call it a client agreement. And then it's a lot easier for them to not feel bad about the word contract, but you can call it whatever you would like. I want to show you mine and kind of exactly how I would like go over it in a consultation. Um, and then the third thing that I have for you are some questions that you just need to keep in the back of your mind. Some are emotional. Some are about the physical space. Some are to figure out if someone's chronically disorganized. And you never want to go into a consultation with like all this whole list of questions and ask all of the questions. 
but you want to have a good list of questions to where you can pull depending on who the client is and what the situation is. And so first, let's talk about before the consultation. If you're anything like me, and I'm sure you are because A, you're listening to me and B, you're a professional organizer, we like to be prepared, even just for me setting up for this workshop. I love having notes. I love being prepared. But sometimes after you get prepared, showing up like 10 minutes early and maybe not even pulling in the driveway, but pulling off at a gas station two minutes before you get to their house and just taking a deep breath, kind of gathering yourself, spraying on some, you know, perfume or lip gloss or whatever makes you feel more professional. Make sure that you have your notebook, that you have your client um, agreement. Everything's ready to go before you pull in. And then, of course, make sure that you are on time. So, you're going to be on time. You're going to be prepared. You're going to have everything that you need with you. And, you know, having a like clipboard always made me personally feel better. And on my clipboard, which I, I think I got them from CVS, they're these cute little clipboards that have like a notebook on the inside. But having that just kind of made me feel more professional walking into the home. And so I would have my clipboard with my client assessment and my release of liability waiver on it and then, you know, show up for the consultation. So the other thing that we want to make sure to do before the consultation is you want to have made sure to remind them that the consultation is tomorrow at 9 a.m. or whatever that is. And I know I spoke about this yesterday, but I just want to remind you in case you weren't here, or didn't get to listen to that one yet. Be aware of the wording of the way that you send either the email reminder or the text reminder. You do not want to give them an out whatsoever because we work with disorganized people. And sometimes it's very um, overwhelming or stressful for them to have us in their home, just as it would be for us to have someone in our home. And so a lot of times, you know, clients, they'll reach out. They're so excited. They're ready to get organized. We have the phone call. We have a great rapport. We set up the consultation. But if all of a sudden that consultation is, you know, a week away within that week, they may end up actually deciding, oh, wait, I don't want to do this. I don't think this is something that I want to do. And so just please be aware that, um, just please be aware that they can change their minds. So you don't want to give them any kind of out whatsoever. So just make it very straight to the point And just, I wanted to remind you, I'll be there tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. or Tuesday or, you know, whatever the details are, but make it very matter of factly. All right. So we go to the consultation. We arrive on time. We take a deep breath before we get there. Now, let's talk about the 10 steps of the actual consultation. So we walk up to the front door and we're already prepared. We have our clipboard. It has our client agreement. It has our release of liability waiver, whatever, you know, that if you decide to do a release of liability waiver, whatever it is that you need for your assessment, a, um, an area to take notes. And we walk up. Now, you don't want to immediately be like, I'm the organizer and I'm here. So um, show me what, what your issues are. 
No, we want to build rapport with them, which started during the phone call. But now we want to make sure to be very um, hospitable and, and show our personality and just kind of be like, hey, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Samantha, you know, um, and then if they have like kids running around or dogs, you know, say hi to the cat, say hi to the dog. Um, be like, oh, my gosh, your kids are so cute. If there's like photos on the wall. We want to start to build that rapport and that relationship with them. We have to keep reminding ourselves, if we were in their shoes, what would we want someone to be like when they came into our home that we are actually going to be showing parts of our home that we don't show to anyone? They are our hidden secrets (laughs) throughout our home. And so we just we want to make them feel as comfortable as possible. So that's the initial meeting. You want to engage in conversation. It doesn't have to be a long conversation, but just a little bit to where they can kind of feel like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, they their nerves go down, their stress goes down. And then you want to start asking them, hey, so go ahead and show me around. Excuse me. Show me around and let's kind of look at some of the areas that are giving you issues. And a lot of times I will let will tell you if someone calls you and they're like, oh, I need my master closet organized. More times than not, they're still going to show you around their entire home. They're going to start in the kitchen and the living room and, and then get to the master. And and that's okay because that gives you more information that you need. Plus, it also will help you later on to where maybe after you help them with the master closet. Then maybe you're able to say, well, hey, during the consultation, I saw that the hallway closet, you know, really could use some um, decluttering. Also, I would love to help you with that if you'd like to book another session. And so you want to start assessing the clutter and the organizational needs that they need. Now, you don't want them to, or at least in in my opinion, you don't want them to feel like almost like you're a therapist or a um like someone there judging them. Like every time you go around a corner, you're writing notes and, you know, no, you don't want them to feel that. Just take it in, look at the different areas. Maybe, you know, while they're showing you another little area, make a quick little note of like, you know, hallway closet, (laughs) um, something along those lines. So, and then you also need to kind of gauge. This is a good time too to gauge their willingness to declutter. So, Some clients call us and they need step one, which is the decluttering process. Other clients call and they say that they only need organization. But when you get there, you realize all of a sudden, oh, wait, no, we definitely need to start with the decluttering before we can get to the organizing. Because I've had many clients tell me, oh, I've already decluttered. I just need the organizing part of it. But what they don't realize is that they didn't pull all of their, you know, clothes, for instance. Um, Like I just had a lady call me a couple days ago and I asked her, I said, well, have you decluttered yet? Because she's wanting help with her master closet. And she said, oh yeah, I've decluttered multiple times. um, And so it's ready to go. The stuff that's in there, I just need it organized. But then she mentions, oh, but also I've got a storage unit that's got a bunch of bins in it that have clothes there too. I should probably bring those over also, right? 
And so what I told her was, I said, you know, it's really hard whenever, like, for instance, let's say white tank tops. Well, if in your closet, you have three white tank tops and in your dresser, you have two, but in storage, you have five. If you've not brought all of those together and put them all together to see, ooh, total, I have 10 white tank tops. Do I really need 10 or could I live with maybe two or three? And so making sure that they understand that when they decluttered, did they actually do it in a way that benefits them or did they just kind of release a few things that they no longer thought they want? Because a lot of times just having a conversation about certain items helps them release it even more. And so even if they say all they need is organizing, the majority of the time I still end up talking to them about doing a decluttering session and how that's going to help them in the long run, because the more we can release, the more of their space that they can get back and the more it's going to help it feel more organized anyways, because there's less stuff in that space. So, all right. Next, as you're walking through the home, because like I said, even if you're there for one area, they're going to walk you through the home. Um, you want to identify the priority areas. So if they had called you and they said, I want to do my master closet, well, then of course that is a priority area for them. So you definitely want to start there um, unless, like I had a client that we were walking through her home and she said that she wanted her master um, closet decluttered or organized. And as we were walking through the home and then we get to the garage and she starts showing me the garage and she also had this other area, which is kind of where she gets ready in the mornings. And what I realized very quickly was even if we go ahead and do the closet, there's so much stuff in the garage right now. And I see bins of clothes and so like I told her, hey, what if we start and the priority becomes the garage first so we can get all of those clothes out of there, then we can move to the master closet. Now, it's 100% up to them because of finances, because of their choices. Um, they may not be interested in decluttering and, decluttering and organizing their garage first. They really may just want their master closet done. And that's okay. But we are there to make an assessment and then make a recommendation and see if they are open to that. And if they are, then A, that gets us more sessions, but B, that also helps them overall become more decluttered and organized in their life. And so you definitely want to create that custom plan based on what you're seeing when you do the walkthrough. So, all right, now. As you are doing the walkthrough and you give them the custom plan, then they've showed you all the areas. And the other tip that I have that I want to make sure it is so important to remember, when you're walking through, you want to ask their permission. Like, let's say they're showing you their kitchen. You don't want to just like walk in and start opening um, cupboards and cabinets and you want to ask, hey, do you mind if I look through just so I can kind of see what we're working with and come up with a game plan? It's all about making sure that they are comfortable and that you ask permission so they don't feel like you are kind of being overzealous or overbearing. Um, 
So you've walked through, you've asked, you've looked at the different areas throughout the home. The way that I always do my consultations is as we're kind of winding down and they've showed me a little bit of, of the different areas, I'm like, hey, okay, so can we go sit down either at like the dining room table or on the front porch or just somewhere that's quiet, that has a little area, even the living room, wherever. Um, but can we go sit down and talk? I'd like to go over my client agreement with you. And I would also like to talk to you about what I think that we should do and kind of come up with a game plan. And so when you are doing that, I'm going to go over my um, client assessment with you and I'm going to show you and kind of talk to you like I would. But I do want to bring up the point because this is a question that always gets brought up in coaching and I see it on Facebook groups and everything. Everyone always wants to know, well, what do you say to a client when they say, how much is this going to cost? Or how many sessions is this going to take? Or can you give me a specific quote? And so I have a, a little list of things that you want to make sure to say to them. The thing that I always say to them is, well, it kind of depends on how quick you are at making decisions. So if we are doing a decluttering session and we have everything pulled out and we start looking through, if you're someone like I can work as fast as you can make decisions, but if you want to talk about certain items or you, you are more of a sentimental type person with certain items, that's a hundred percent fine. But I just need you to know that that takes more time. So when we turn it around on them that way, it not turn it on them in a bad way, but turn it back on them, it helps them understand that it's hard to give an assessment of exactly how many hours it's going to take. And for me, that's also why I do the sessions and not the packages is because that's when I can also bring up to them. This is why I do sessions is so we can take it one step at a time. We can do, you know, two or three in a row if we need to, or we can do one this week and then pick up where we left off next week. We can take it at your pace, whether it's financial pace, whether it's, it's emotional pace. Some people need time in between the sessions to emotionally be okay with what they released before we come in again and start decluttering more items again. And so um, you also can ask them, what is your budget for this project? Or do you have a budget for this project? That's a good question to ask when you are sitting down to talk with them about these things. Um, and then it's also, um, you know, the point is, is that you can, as you're going over things with them, just keep kind of bringing it back to, because I was sitting here thinking the lady I just did a consultation with a few, like not the one I was just talking about, but a different lady that I did a consultation with this week. She kept saying, she's like, well, but money's an issue. Money's an issue. And I just don't know that I'm going to be able to afford this. And I'm like, well, we could even do one session a month. And she's like, but I can't afford $250 to $300 per month just to do this. And I'm like, yes, but I could give you homework in between. Like we can come up with a customized game plan for you that works best for you. So if I come in, we get some stuff done in the in my three-hour session, I can give you a list of homework that you can get done on your own. And then when I come back, we can pick up where we left off. 
And a lot of times that helps them too, because then they're like, oh, okay, so all of this doesn't have to get done just while you're here and while I'm paying you. I really can get, do some things. But a lot of times it's the accountability that they're paying for. It is the the ideas and the game plan that we are giving them. Like there is great value in us coming in and assessing things, giving them a game plan, but it being a collaborative process. Like we have our steps, right? Of this is what it looks like to work with us. But inside of that, we also have what they need. And each and every single client is 100% different. No two clients are ever the same. And so the same way that in our business, we have to be willing to kind of try something and pivot. It's the same way with clients. We can come up with a game plan. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then we'll come up with other ideas. And the reason we can do that is because a lot of us, since we're starting our organizing businesses, or we've been doing this a while, either way, this is a natural thing for us that our brain works this way, or it's a skill that we've already learned. And so as much as sometimes, especially in the beginning, we think like, oh, I'm not going to know what to say, or I'm not going to know how to come up with a game plan. Yes, you will. If you just take it one step at a time for yourself and you just allow yourself to look around and, and you know, just come up with those ideas. If you come up with the idea and the client doesn't like it, they will tell you, no, I don't think that's going to work for me. And you can always say, you know, if you ever had to, or you ever felt like you were kind of in a pinch, okay, well, let me go home. Let me think about it a little bit. I'm going to come up with a game plan. I'm going to call you tomorrow, and then we'll decide exactly what next steps we're going to take. Like that could always be kind of the very, you know, last thing that you would do, but you could do that if you absolutely had to, if in the moment you kind of felt yourself not having an idea. And right there is where a group coaching community would come in because then you could come home and get on the app and be like, girls, oh my gosh, I didn't know what to say. And so I told her I'd call her tomorrow and, you know, here's what happened. I need help. <laughs> and then we would help you. So, all right. Now, the last step that you want to make sure during the consultation, and then I'm going to go over my contract or not contract, my client um, agreement. But the last thing is you always want to end with asking them, do you have any questions for me? Because you don't want to leave there and them have a bunch of questions. And the reason they didn't book is because they didn't ask the questions. So you always want to end with, do you have any questions for me? And then making sure to be very precise about the answers. And if they ask you a question and you don't know the answer, it is okay to say, honestly, right now, I don't know, but let me, I'll figure it out and I'll get back with you this evening or tomorrow or whatever that looks like. It's okay to say that. Clients are so thankful when we are honest with them. And that's why I even coach like my coaching clients and stuff that are just getting started. I tell them, tell people that you're just getting started. And A, that's probably why they're getting it at a, at a cheaper price than they would with someone else because you are still learning. But the more open and honest we can be with our clients, not overly so, but enough to where they feel compassion and connection with us, the more that they are going to become our biggest fans and tell everyone they know. And the more that they're going to make sure that they, you know, tell all their friends. 
So, all right, let me show you my contract because that's the other thing. When I was first getting started, I was like, would someone please just show me an actual contract or client agreement, whatever you want to call it. So mine, the way I have it set up, and you actually, inside of the membership, if you choose the start your business option instead of scale, which either one brings you into the same thing. And then we have an area inside of the membership that's everyone together where the coaching and stuff is done. But on the start your business plan, um, I have photos and information of all my paperwork and all of that. So that way you can figure out how to do yours. But it literally just says, you know, like this... Um, contract for services, it, you do the date, it has my information, and then it has an area where I put the client's name, address, and phone number, and then scope of services. So that for me is where I would take the notes of like, you know, they're wanting the pantry done. Um, just be careful what you write here, because when you sit down at the end of the consultation to talk to them, they are this is what you're going to be going over with them. And having a client agreement with my clipboard always not only helped me feel more professional walking in in the beginning, but it also gave me something to talk about once we sat down at the end of the consultation. I literally just start going through the agreement line by line, and I explain what that paragraph means, and then we go on. So for me, I would say like down here, I have my service pricing because I'm a hundred percent a believer. Hold on, let me make sure that that's, <laughs> it's not doing the, okay. Anyways, it says prices, service prices. And then it's got, you know, like whether I was doing a staging session, shopping hours, um, or a decluttering and organizing session, right? And that that includes one organizer for three hours, consultation included. Um, but I would just check mark that. Now, the part that I actually go over with them is page two and three. So what I would say to them is like right here, service parameters. It says on here, service provider will not lift any item over 30 pounds. And I tell them, listen, if I can lift it, I'm going to lift it. But I did have to put this in here because I can't lift big, heavy furniture or things that really need to be have like two or three people to lift those items. I, you know, cause if I get hurt, I can't work any longer. And then um, I have a payment thing where it says payment is due based on the following terms. You always want to have that and show, you know, do you take Venmo? Do you take cash app? Do you take checks? Do you not take checks? Um, is there a return check fee? You know, those types of things. Then number four, record keeping, which I have this in mind. And that is if I were to be doing packages, which I don't, and I still haven't taken this out, but I wanted to show you all, if you choose to do packages, then you want to keep up with a scheduled work session, like each time you work with them, how many hours you worked with them, and you want to have them initial next to it, because if they bought 20 hours and each time you go, you work a four hour, you know, session, but let's say one of the sessions you go and they weren't feeling good and like two or you weren't feeling good, or you had an emergency and you only got two hours done. You want to make sure that you've written down, or if you stayed late on one of the sessions. And for me, that's why I don't do it because it is just a lot of extra hassle in my opinion. 
But if you want to do that in your business, then you definitely want to have some sort of thing that every time you go, they can initial that you did that many hours that day. So you can keep up in your paperwork with how many hours have I already done out of their package? How many do we have left? All right. And then a rescheduling and cancellation fee. So mine says that a, it says a $50 fee, but recently I've been charging a hundred only because, and I, and I've only done this like once or twice, but for me in my business, and again, you can make it however you want, but in my business, if you wait until the night before, or I've even had people the morning of, I'm on my way to the session and they decide to reschedule or cancel on me. Now, if it's a, a legit emergency, I'm not going to charge you. But in my agreement that they signed, it says that a fee will be applied to all appointments that are missed, canceled, or rescheduled with less than 48 hours notice. And when I'm going over this with them, <clears throat> I tell them, listen, it's because if you don't give me at least a two-day notice, I, I don't get to work that day. I only do one session per day. And so if you cancel on me now, and I tell them if it's a legit emergency, I 100% understand and I would never penalize you for that. But this is a business and I need to be able to pay my bills and I can't work if you don't give me enough of a heads up to where I can put another session in on that day or make other plans. So then there's also the confidentiality section, <clears throat> which is super important in the business that we do because we all know we are half therapists. And actually, I think I'm going to change that term. We're half life coaches, half organizers, because, you know, as I got certified as a life coach, I'm not a therapist, but I am a life coach. And so as an organizer, we really are half life coaches, half organizers, but everything needs to be confidential. I don't want them to ever feel like any, like whatever they say to me, I'm going to run home and put on Facebook, or I'm going to run home and talk to my husband or kids about it or, you know, anything like that. <clears throat> so I have a clause here that says service provider and client acknowledge that due to the nature of the service providers. Uh, or the services provided, the service provider may come into contact with confidential and personal information of client. Service providers shall not disclose any personal or confidential information of clients and shall maintain the highest standards of confidentiality and no judgment of anything seen or discussed during sessions. And then um, the next section is the donation policy. I ended up putting on here because for me and my business, I said I would take away five uh, bags of donation or trash. And if they wanted it at, donated to a specific charity, I would be more than happy to do so. Now, I'll be honest with you. Most of the time I end up taking two car loads, which ends up being like I can fit seven or eight bags in my car. So sometimes I've taken as much as like 14 bags off, which I'm 100% okay with. I just needed this as a clause in my agreement that I don't have to take more than that. But then that way, when you set the expectations a little lower, but you know you're willing to go above and beyond, then they feel special. They're like, oh my gosh, you took two carloads full of donations and trash away from me today, even though her agreement said she'd only take five bags. 
you know, like you want to make them feel special. Um, I have a section for gift certificates and you want to make sure to put gift certificates are valid and may be redeemed for services within six months of the date issued within a year. Like you want to put some kind of time frame on there. And I always tell them, if you know anyone that needs a decluttering session, I have gift certificates available and you can, you know, um, get them a session. Now, referral incentive. I just recently changed this because as we were talking about it in one of the group coaching sessions, I realized I used to have it set up that anytime they would refer a client, once the client booked their first session, then that client would receive $25 off their next session. But then I got to thinking, what if that was their last session or what if we're already done with their job? And I also realized, because I was talking to one of the girls in the membership, and she said she was doing Amazon gift cards. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's genius. So now it's a $25 Amazon gift card that they get for anyone that they refer business to me as soon as that person sets up not the phone call, not the consultation, but books a session. Once the session is booked, then I'm more than happy to send a $25 Amazon gift card to the previous client as a thank you. Um, and then I also have an area that says images where it says the client grants service provider permission to take photographs and video. Um, it also says all photos are anonymous. Now, right here on this one, I always have to explain to the client, it will never have any of your personal information, your address, your anything, you know, you could be um, Mary skidowski or <laughs> you could be anybody from anywhere and no one's going to know. But as a professional organizer, taking before and after photos is the only way to show what I can get done in a session. It's my portfolio. And so, but I also tell them, but if you're uncomfortable with it, I 100% understand. And I've not had anyone yet say that they were uncomfortable once I explained it that way. Most of the time, the only thing they're kind of iffy about is, oh my gosh, are like my kids' photos going to be in the background? Or is it going to have my name? You know, that kind of stuff. And then I have a spot that says professional recommendations. And the way I explain that to them is just, if I were to recommend a painter or a handyman, I am not personally responsible for the work that they do. But then I also say, now, if I were to recommend someone, I'm not going to recommend someone I don't trust. But no matter who I recommend, I am not responsible for the work that they do. And so then it has a spot for them to sign and me to sign. And then I personally also do a mutual release of liability. And the way I explain this to my clients is, and it's very simple, but I just explain to them, listen, I'm going to sign this and then, you know, you sign it. But what this mutual release of liability is doing is it is releasing the liability for both of us. If I get hurt while I'm on your property, I'm not going to sue you. And if you get hurt while I'm on your property, you are not going to sue me. We are going to release each other from liability because this is a physical job and heaven forbid something should actually happen. I just want both of us to feel at ease and be able to have a good time and not feel like anyone's going to get sued. And when you kind of make it half joke, but serious, then they sign that with no problem. 
All right. So we're about 40 minutes in. I got a few more minutes for you, but these are the questions that you want to keep in mind when you are doing a consultation. Are you ready? All right. So, and quick little tidbit that I wanted to make sure to bring up. Please remember that we are expecting them to open up to us. We also should be opening up to them. Now, I know I mentioned this yesterday, but I cannot say it enough. Do not go overboard with telling them anything personal about you and your husband on date night or you know anything along those lines. But I will say the more that you can, you know, talk to them about how, oh my gosh, you have a dog. I have two dogs too. You know, what type of dog is that? Well, my dog's a border collie or, you know, oh my gosh, I've got two teenagers also. You have kids or I have a husband. Those types of things that we can explain to them and share with them about ourselves, the more connected to us that they feel. Like all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, like she's a wife. She gets it. She's a mom. She understands the struggle is real. You know, she's um, whatever, you know, you want to keep it kind of broad because you will build a relationship and I will actually, I'll go ahead and tell you there was one time <laughs> and please forgive me for this, but it's, it's the honest truth. There was this one time that it was actually a friend's mom that I was helping. So she really was kind of a family friend, but she hired me through my business. And so I wanted to remain professional, but from the moment that her and I started working together, she was like a long lost friend that, you know, I hadn't seen him forever and we would just sit and just chat and hang out and had music playing and had a good old time. So we had done probably five or six sessions, I guess. And um, I come in this one day and she starts talking about how her mother-in-law, it was around like Thanksgiving, how she had to take over for her mother-in-law, something, something about her mother-in-law. And I ended up making a comment about my mother-in-law, which Rhonda, I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. I have the best mother-in-law in the world. But in that moment, Rhonda and I had had a little fuss, like, I don't know, a couple days before we were kind of in, in like, honestly, one of the first tiffs in like 15 years of be me being married to her son. And so it was still very raw for me. And a lot of times I'm very good about leaving my super emotional stuff at the door. But this one day, like <laughs> what she said, it just, all of a sudden I found myself almost like I was in my own therapy session, just like word vomiting everything that I was feeling and had been thinking for days and had been holding in. And I tell you that story because we're human, we're female. Like sometimes our emotions do get the best of us. But the second it came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I did not mean to go that personal with you. Please, can we just pretend like I never even said that? And of course, for her, she was like, oh, you're fine, honey. But I even felt the need, like I walked around for days feeling so bad that I had gone that personal with her. And because I, I kind of also said a few choice words in there that I would never say in the presence of a client. Um, so it was just, it was bad all the way around. I felt so bad and unprofessional. And I even sent her a message later apologizing again. And of course she was, a trooper about it. She was fine. But my point in telling you that story is that, you know, we have to wear many hats as organizers, as business owners, as women, as moms, as what, like we wear so many hats and remembering that's why it's so important before the consultation or the sessions 
to take a minute to breathe and to remember this is a job. We're going in as a professional, but we are also there to help them and support them as best we can. But it is all about them. We want to share. We want to connect with them on a very not basic level, but, you know, we just don't want to go into the nitty gritty of like, you know, complaining about our husbands or complaining about our kids, or we don't want to put more pressure on them or a negative vibe. We want when we leave for them to feel better than when we got there. And whether that's them being able to vent, like by all means, they can vent all they want because it's a hundred percent confidential and they are paying for our time. And sometimes a lot of the, my clients that have been my biggest supporters that hire me over and over and over again are the ones that I let them sit there and vent for a little bit. And then I help give them a different perspective of, hey, well, you know, have you thought about it maybe this way or, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. Is there anything I can do for you? Like sometimes just being a listening ear is more than being there to declutter and organize. Now. I will say I always go back to the okay well so um now let's let's keep on going like but keep telling me that story while we keep going like you have to still kind of push along the physical work because you don't want to get to the end of your session and nothing happened decluttering or organizing and it was just you know a conversation the whole time but you also still want them to feel comfortable with you and so all right so here are some questions I've got you a bunch but the ones that I really liked are, what is not working in this space? You always want to ask something along those lines during the consultation, specifically in the area that they have called you about, like the closet or, you know, wherever it is that they wanted to talk to you about. Then you always want to ask too, what is actually working for you in this space? Um, then you can also ask them, what do you think? Do you have too much stuff in here, not enough space, or both? Because sometimes they need to set and kind of realize, because we can tell them all day long, you have too much stuff in this space, right? But if you ask it in a question, all of a sudden they have to come up with the answer. And then that's going to help give them a minute to process what you've just asked them. So again, you know, do you have too much stuff, not enough space, or both? Um, another one is how much stuff are you ready to part with? And I always ask this in a way of on a percentage, what percentage of this would you be willing to declutter? Like, do you think 10% of it you'd be willing to release? Or is it more like 50-50? And they'll tell you, they'll know from the second you ask them. Um, what is your dream for this space? Because you want to get their why and their goal. So you can remind them of that later on. And then um, do you have any big goals for this space? Sometimes they want to declutter because they have big goals for that area or that space or whatever that is. And again, do not ask all of these questions to every single client on every consultation. I just wanted to give you a bunch to choose from. So depending on the situation, the client, and the moment, you had a bunch of different ones to pick from. All right. Now, on the emotional side of things, you could also ask, what do you really want to get organized? 
Like if you, and I always like to ask it this way, if you could wave a magic wand and you only had one session with me, what area would you get organized? And a lot of times that tells me that's their biggest pain point and their biggest frustration. And that's where we need to start. Um, are you okay with saying goodbye to some stuff? Why or why not? Sometimes you're going to find that people are not okay with releasing anything. They think that you are the home edit. And I love those girls. No, no shade. <laughs> but they think that you're the home edit, that you're going to come in in 30 minutes. You're going to snap your finger and it's going to be decluttered, organized, perfect in bins, baskets, the whole nine. Like they don't understand. I don't know if you can see my dog in the background. That's Lexi, you guys. And by the way, thank you all so much for praying for her. She is doing fantastic. We thought she was going to die. And now she, here she is. She's doing great. Um, and I know it's from all the prayers. So I thank you so much for that. But um, anyways, so you want to make sure to ask them, like, pretty much, are they ready? Are you ready to declutter and say goodbye to some of this stuff? And then why or why not? Like, we need to know these things so we can help them along the process, especially on the emotional side of releasing things. Um, okay, this one I liked. If you could fill in these blanks, what would you say? I can never find blank. Or when I try to get organized, I struggle with blank. Or... What drives me crazy is, I really like those types of questions because it, it helps us get in their mind and figure out what are they struggling with on a daily basis. And then um, another question is you can ask them, are you do you have any time management concerns? Like, are you struggling with time management? Have you heard of time blocking? Like, there's so many things that you can give them as recommendations for that type of stuff. So, um, all right. And then uh, real quick, I wanted to give you a few questions that would help you understand if someone is chronically disorganized. And there is a difference between chronically disorganized, in my opinion, and then hoarding. So chronically disorganized just kind of means, in my opinion, and, and in what I've seen, that even if I help them declutter today and get organized, I'm probably going to have to do some maintenance sessions. It's going to be a process. They've lived this way for a while. And we're probably going to have to come back and keep decluttering. And that's 100% okay, because some people just need the help. They don't mind to keep paying for you to come back and helping them declutter. Um, but some questions to ask to figure out if that's the case is, have you always been a bit messy in your adult life? Or have you always struggled with being organized in your adult life? Another one is, does disorganization mess up your daily routine? And then also, have you tried to get organized before, either on your own or working with another professional organizer? And then if they say yes, how did that go? Like, you know, asking a few more questions, diving a little deeper with them emotionally so you know how to best serve them and how to best help them because that's what we're here to do is to serve them and help them. All right, and then to wrap up, 
Um, a few questions that you can ask just to kind of like finish up your consultation with them. And of course, all of this is wherever in the consultation, these questions, you can ask it while they're walking you through. You can ask it while you're sitting and going over the um, agreement, whatever that looks like for you. But some are, what's your idea of a super organized space? And the reason that this question is important is because like Cass with Clutterbug, where, you know, some people are like out of sight, out of mind. They, you know, they want it micro or macro organized. Other people want to be able to see it and they want it micro organized. Like they want it so specific. So you've got to kind of gauge how their brain works and what being organized means to them. So you know what the goal is. And then what do you expect from a professional organizer? What do you want to be hands-on with? And what do you want me to do? So just being flat out asking them, do you prefer me to do the majority of this stuff and you just kind of be around and me ask you some questions every now and then? Or would you like this to be a collaborative process and us get this done together? And then last but not least is what would make this experience a total success for you? And again, that's a question that goes back to the big goal. Like you definitely want to know their why and their big goal. Now, I will say the very last thing is the way to go from the consultation to the session is after you've sat down, you've gone through your contract they or you're a... Um, client agreement. Sorry, I'm still trying to get my brain to not say contract. Um, the client agreement and the, the release of liability or whatever paperwork you have for them to sign. As soon as they get done signing that and you've gone over all of it and you're still sitting there talking to them. A lot of times I pull out my, my phone and I have my calendar and I just say, okay, so when would you like to set up the first session? I, I have available, and for me, I always look before I even go into the consultation, okay, the next few days I have available are like Thursday the 12th, you know, Saturday the 14th, or whatever it is, depending on the month. Um, and for me, the way I've set my business up is I only do sessions in the morning from either 9 to noon or 10 to 1. Now, again, I'm going to remind you, I highly advise if you are just getting started doing four hour sessions because it gives you that extra hour as a buffer, but it's your business. You can set it up however you would like. Um, but so for me, I always just pull out the calendar. I assume they're going to set up at least the first session once we've come up with the game plan. And when I've said like, okay, so I think we should start like with that one lady in the garage so we can get all of this squared away before we get into the master closet. That way we can get all of these clothes pulled out of this garage into the closet so everything's together as we are going through and decluttering, decluttering and organizing your master closet. Um, and so then I'm like, okay, so when would you like to set up the garage session? And then from there, I just say, do you want to do a few sessions back to back? Would you like to get all of this done within a week? Or what is your time frame for this? And so that is how I kind of like seal the deal is I just assume they're going to set up at least the first session. And then I just ask them, what's your time frame? Do you want to do this all kind of back to back? Or would you like to space it out like one a week or one biweekly? What works best for you? 
and your schedule. And I literally say it like that. And then I just get silent and I wait for them to answer. Now, they may say, I'm not really sure I have to get back to you. And I will say a lot of times that means a no. And that's okay. My first consultation, I didn't get hired either. And there are still consultations that I don't get hired or that they say, oh, well, I have other organizers coming that I'm going to inter- you know, interview and then I'll get back with you. That's fine. And especially when you're first getting started, just look at it as practice. You learned what to do, what not to do. You can also look at it as you are planting seeds. Now another person knows what you can do for them and how you can help them. They may not decide to go with you or they may decide that they couldn't financially afford to do it, but maybe their neighbor ends up seeing, you know, you there and asks like, oh, hey, who is that I saw there the other day? Or a friend says they need help decluttering and they pass along your information. As a professional organizer, you are constantly planting seeds and you don't know when they're going to grow, but you have faith that they will grow. So just keep planting those seeds, keep getting that practice. You will get better and better and better with time. And then it will be no big deal. I promise you. So today we went over the outlined steps for a consultation from beginning to end. We went over what my client agreement and my release of liability form looks like. And then we also went through a list of questions that can help you in your business or as you're doing the even the phone call to help understand more of what it is that that person is needing and wanting from working with an organizer. All right, so to wrap up, we that's everything that we learned. And then the last thing to remember is tomorrow is day three. We're going to talk all about the sessions, how those work, what you can do. I hope that you have been finding so much value from this. I really have put my heart and soul into creating this workshop for you. Again, if you want to come join us, because I know you do, in the group coaching community, you have until Sunday at midnight to come join us there. That is proorganizers.community. You will also find the links below in the description, or you can always DM me. We can set up a conversation. I would be more than happy to answer any questions that you have about my group coaching community or even my one-on-one coaching sessions that I do to help you start and scale the organizing business of your dreams. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. If you've gotten any value from today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us grow and it warms my heart to hear from you. And make sure to stay connected with us on socials at Pro Organizers Coach. Then go to ProOrganizersCoach.com to find all the ways that we can help you succeed in your business. You have the power to make a difference in people's lives through decluttering and organization. Keep honing your skills, embracing those challenges, and fostering connections within our organizing community. Progress will come with every step, so keep pushing forward and you will achieve your dreams. Girl, you've got this.